Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Tony, good morning. Thanks for joining us. How are you? Good, guys. How you doing? Doing Whoa. really well. And uh, you definitely have a show today for sure. And uh, the Red Sox and, and, and Chris Sale. I mean, Chris Sale, if you look back, you know, starting in, in August, uh, there's just too many of these games where he, he melts down. Seven earned runs, six earned runs, uh, uh, a five in in his one of his last starts against Toronto, and then you get what you get yesterday. Hey, what happened to this guy? So look to me, it's pretty simple. If you look at his history coming here, he fades a little, not a lot, a little in August and September. He's six six. He's rail thin. I mean, the guy's one hundred and eighty pounds soaking wet, and the Red Sox didn't manage him properly. They knew all of this. They built a team for October. They've had pitchers like this in the past who weren't the biggest guys in the world, like Pedro Martinez, and they managed them during the course of the year so that they'd have them ready for October, and they didn't do that with this guy. So it's easy to look at his first playoff start and say he melted, but the reality is that, as you said, this problem started in the middle of August, and he hasn't had two good starts in a row, I think, since August 13th. So you go back to that, you add in his history and everything else, I think they ran it into the ground. I think it's that simple. Well, Tony, you have Pomerantz going uh, today, and he's 17-6 on the season. Has he faced the Astros previously? No, they had a season-ending series with them. And Keiko, uh, has he faced the Red Sox, uh, Red Sox as well? So, um, Pomerantz has faced the Astros twice this year. He's pitched well against them both times. And most recently, he was on the mound when the Red Sox clinched the division against Houston. It was the final weekend of the season. And uh, it, the game didn't mean a lot for Houston, but it did mean something to the Red Sox. They were on the verge of, you know, bringing it down to the wire. They were with the Yankees. They were basically five up with about two weeks to go. It got down to up two with two days to go. And Pomerantz went out there and pitched well against them. Um, the Red Sox haven't faced Keuchel since the beginning of last year. So, you know, he's been kind of all over the map the last mm-hmm. three seasons. Good, bad, good. They caught him in the bad year. They did knock him around. I personally think they can hit Keuchel. And as much as they took a beating yesterday, I felt from the beginning they needed to get one in Houston. So if they get one and they come home 1-1, they're fine. But this does put uh, put some pressure on Pomeranz now. And, you know, I would imagine John Farrell will empty out his bullpen. And, and look, guys, just as a quick aside, this Red Sox team, this Red Sox nucleus is obviously very different than the one that won championships from – 2004 to 2013 you've got a whole new group of different players here and a bunch of young guys last year they got swept in the first round this time they opened by losing eight to two they've been outscored 23 to nine in the four postseason games that they've played and some of these guys have never won a postseason game and they have not held a lead in the postseason since the first inning of game one last year so there is now a question, I think, about this nucleus as to whether they can elevate when it's time to elevate. It sounds like they're cooked, according <laughs> to you. I mean, at this point, do you have any faith that they're going to figure this thing out? 
Well, look, sometimes people ask me, you know, am I a glass half full or glass half empty kind of guy? And I'll tell you, there's nothing in the glass. That's sort of my, my <laughs> wow. feeling. But they look, there's ability on this team. There are shortcomings. They don't have a real true presence in the middle of the lineup, which made the decision yesterday to start the series with Hanley Ramirez on the bench all the more curious. He's wow. the most dangerous hitter in their lineup, and everybody knows it. They are capable of beating good teams when they're focused, when they're playing to their capability. But if you go back to, the again, last postseason, this team hasn't played to its capability in a really big spot in a long time. And, uh, you know, and a lot of us need to see that. So, Tony, you, you mentioned Ramirez. Who else can, can be a catalyst for this, this offense? Is it Ben Tendy? Uh, He's been uh, hot most of the season, come up in big moments, especially against the Yankees. So I think they got some guys that can be a catalyst. But when, when I, you know, Mookie Betts is a, can be a dynamic player sometimes. Uh, uh, ben Attendi, certainly. Uh, Bradley and Bogarts have some ability. But, but the problem I have with the Red Sox lineup is that I think all of those guys can be pitched to. Even even Betts, who is as good a player as he is, he does not have the kind of opposite field power that strikes fear in a pitcher. So when Mookie Betts steps into the batter's box, you say, well, okay, I'm going to throw him off speed away, and the worst he's going to do is hit the ball into the gap. He's not going to hit it out of the ballpark. And I would say the same to Ben Attendi. If you look at how Justin Verlander pitched Ben Attendi in the early part of that game yesterday, fastballs away, almost as if to say, if you hit it, I know you're not going to hit it out of the ballpark. I'll give up a single, I'll give up a double. I'm not going to give up a home run. Hanley has opposite field power. Hanley can drive the ball out of the ballpark, and we all know he's a head case. We all know he's got a major motivation problem, but his postseason history is good. They didn't start him for whatever reason. And then Eduardo Nunez couldn't get out of the box in his first at-bat. Hanley got in and doubled and singled in his first two at-bats. So I just think the Red Sox are overthink some of this, even on a management level. But they need Hanley's thunder. They need his presence in that lineup, and hopefully, hopefully they've awakened to that reality. Gio Jones with Tony Maserati from 98.5, the Sports Hub in Boston, co-host of Felger and Maz. Uh, I don't want to project this far ahead, but if the Red Sox do end up losing this series, where is this on the massive disappointment scale in, in Red Sox recent history? Well, so I don't know that I put it up on the level of, of some of the great disappointments in Red Sox history, but because I, I think a lot of people looked at them and said, Cleveland's a better team. I think Houston's a better team. So to me, it almost has less to do with the, the result than it does how they perform. And I, again, I thought yesterday, whether it's the start, starting pitcher's fault or anyone else, they wilted. And they've wilted now basically in four straight postseason games go to the beginning of last year. They just they, they can't get to that they can't get over that hump and elevate. So I start looking at the construction of the team and I start saying how do you change that? So if they get uh, destroyed here in the first round, are you asking me could the manager be fired? My answer would be yep. Hmm. Uh, is the GM going to get fired? My answer would be no. But I think the bigger question is how do they alter the core of the team because it it doesn't feel like a lot of these guys have much higher ceilings and that that and that to me is is the bigger problem. Uh, I would, you know, if I were them, I would take a good hard look at trying to get someone like Giancarlo Stanton in, in the middle of that lineup, especially yeah. now that the Yankees have a guy like Judge. Judge has changed the landscape of the American League East, and he's changed the landscape of the American League. So, Tony, heading into the trade deadline, 
who were you and others that watched this team so intently? Uh, intensely, who were you clamoring for the Red Sox to try to add to the mix? Well, so the trade deadline is a little bit of a different question, and I'll tell you why. Because I think we all got the sense that they weren't going to go over the luxury tax this year. It was pretty apparent early on that they weren't going to do that. So a guy like Stanton was out. They weren't going to go make that deal in the middle of the season, and that's a hard deal to make in the middle of the season. So I personally was looking for them to add bullpen help. They did that with Addison Reed. And Nunez, when they picked him up, really did inject some life into the lineup. All, of the, all the moves they made at the deadline, given what we knew and given the fact that they weren't going to go over that luxury tax, were good moves. They, they did a good job at the deadline. I'm telling you, their problem in terms of power and presence in the middle of that lineup is more of a long-term issue. They have a longer-term issue there. And that was true, I think, even without Aaron Judge becoming the force he became in New York. So it's an even bigger issue now. Who's the MVP, Judge or Altuve? To me, it's Judge. I, I just think it's when you look what he did for that team, you go to the uh, months of July and August here when the Yankees went cold, that's when Judge went cold. And so, again, I think a lot of people thought the Yankees were going to be competitive this year and pretty good. The fact that they won 91 games and then played into the division series, to me, was a direct reflection on the fact that Aaron Judge turned into a monster. And that lineup completely changed because of him. All right, the Patriots uh, get a victory. Do you feel like they have filled or fixed the holes they had in the defense uh, on the heels of that win last night in Tampa? <laughs> I know you'll find this shocking. But <laughs> would you be surprised if I said no? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> so, look, they played better last night. I thought Tampa Bay was terrible in that game. It was your typical Thursday night product. Uh, Jameis Winston, to me, looked awful. Just there were throws there to be made. He didn't make them. That said... The Patriots' defense played better. It looked like they were in man-to-man for much of the night, and I think Stephon Gilmore did a good job on Mike Evans, all things considered. And they, they've, uh, Gilmore has been a huge problem here in the early part of the year in the secondary, and so they've had all types of communication breakdowns, all types of mix-ups, and they have not looked anything remotely like a Bill Belichick team, not even close. Now, last night, they're on the road Thursday night, no Gronkowski, a defense in turmoil, a Tampa Bay team with good skill position talent, all of that, and they come out of there with a win, so I give them all the credit in the world. But it's not its not something that gets fixed in one night. Step direction, and now at least they get another 10 days off here. They uh, regroup, sort of start uh, building something bigger and better for the long term. And the next game should be like at home against the Jets. It, it should be easy. Uh, but then the week after Atlanta comes in, and again, some good skill position people, a good quarterback, and, and that one should be a good test. We should get a better idea, I think, of week seven. Gio and Jones and Tony Maserati, what about the offensive line? Looks like Brady's getting hit more than he has in years. Uh, is it something that's fixable, and are you concerned about Brady? Well, I think everybody here is concerned. Uh, he's already been sacked more times this year than he was all of last season. Now, he missed the first four games at the beginning of last year because of suspension, but even so, the, uh, the number of hits he's taken is off the charts given what the Patriots have, have, you know, how they've protected him in the past is probably a better way to say it. So, to me, one of the big elements here, the line's been bad. The left tackle, Nate Solder, is not playing well. Uh, Marcus Cannon, the right tackle, when he's been in there, hasn't been as good as he was last year. Last year, he was sensational. They're also getting beaten on the interior. 
But I, I do think this is one of the real losses of, or one of the real, um, you know, real detriments of the loss of Julian Edelman. Ed, Edelman is such an integral part of that offense, and what what he does do is allow Brady to get rid of the ball very, very quickly. I mean, if you look at the Patriots' offense historically, the ball's out before anywhere anyone can get near Brady. They, they've never had what I would call a great offensive line like the line Dallas had last year where they could just completely dominate the line of scrimmage and run the ball down people's throats and let their quarterback sit there. But they've had an offense where the quarterback gets the ball out quickly, makes good decisions, and you can't get to them. Now the offense is a little different without Edelman, and Brady's getting hit. And if they're not careful, look, last night, I don't know how much of the game you guys were able to see, it looked like there were a handful of times where Brady was a little slow getting up from the turf. Mm -hmm. And it didn't look that way in the first four weeks. It's starting to look that way a little now, and I'm wondering if those hits are starting to take their toll. Yeah, he probably needs to eat more nightshades and, and, and change his diet, right? Add those strawberries yeah, back I think to the diet. Well, more avocado ice cream might help, too. <laughs> there you yeah. go. You, you have I a mean, sense? You know, we, we always joke about that. You you can eat all you want. It's, a, it's not going to do much for you when Indomitian Sue is stepping on your head. No. Uh, 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 this is true. Uh, Gronk, any sense of how long he's going to be out? Was this just a one-time deal? They wanted to protect him on a Thursday night and give him 10 days to get better for the, the next game versus the Jets. So I, I think we were all a little surprised by that because uh, given the short week and the, the relative importance of the game, for you know them facing a 2-3 and three record, for Gronk not to play, I think, caught us all by surprise. So I, I would hope he'll be back in there for the Jets game. They said a thigh injury. So I don't know whether that means a charley horse, a quad, a hamstring. You know, that the, the Patriots can be as vague as anybody when it comes to the injury report. But I, they're going to need Gronkowski, especially with Edelman out. And I think they missed him last night in the red zone. The Patriots don't get in the red zone and get one touchdown out of three or four trips. They usually punch those things in. Gronk is a huge weapon down there. They you know, Again, they clearly missed him last night. They need him on the field. So given the hole, they've dug themselves here in the early part of the season a little bit. I, I would venture to guess they're going to want to get him on the field as much as they can. Tony, thanks for the time this morning. We appreciate it. Enjoy the show. Uh, I'm sure it'll be a, a good one today, and I do catch you guys from time to time, and I always enjoy the conversation. We appreciate it. Guys, anytime, believe me when I tell you, it's not as bad as I'm making it sound here. <laughs> it's hard I mean, to tell. <laughs> but, but, you know, these teams, that, these teams here are capable of more. They're capable of more than they've given. We're a little spoiled up here, don't get me wrong, but they're capable of playing better than they've played of late. Yeah, and and that's I'm sure that you reflect that those takes reflect the fans that'll be calling the show today. That's for sure. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Take care, Tony. Thanks again. Bye bye. That's Tony Maserati. <laughs> I mean, that's the way you got to be. I mean, in a in a place that's won titles like yep. they have in recent memory, you get greedy, you get spoiled, and and as long as you manage it properly, that's fine to have that. That uh, mindset and, and well, there's yeah. real concerns there. Right. I mean, I don't, it, this is not a situation where you've got, let's say, the Indians last night, and the guys calling up and go, "You only beat the Yankees four nothing. It should have been ten nothing." I mean, you had bases no. loaded, nobody out, and you got one run. I mean, this is a team that's got to go back. No, 
I mean, they got crushed by the Astros in that game. Chris Sale has looked terrible. Mm-hmm. And the New England Patriots were supposed to be a 16-0 regular season team. They had a whole heck of a well, bunch of injuries. Not supposed to be. You know what I mean. Yeah. But a lot of people were talking about that roster, like the 07 yeah. roster. Yeah. And and now you've got a team that's barely squeaking by against this Tampa Bay Buccaneers team that looked like hell right. last night. you got to pull back now. You lose Adam in a key cog in that offense. And as Tony just alluded to, the fact that he can get down the field so quickly, sit there in those little pockets of the defense and Brady can find him and he has so much confidence in him. Now he has to build that rapport with others. Amendola has been there for a while, but he's been in and out of the lineup. Now you have Brandon Cooks, who's a deep threat. Hogan last year really fared well in this offense. So uh, I think it will come the more reps they get. But if he doesn't have time to throw the ball, it could be a long, long season. And, yes, I did notice Tom Brady getting up a little slower than, than normally. Well, those hits will eventually take a toll on you. There's a couple of stars downstairs, and they work in security. Their names are <laughs> Coop and Calhoun, and they've been making football picks for us. Yes. And Coop introduced us to a couple of different words and phrases yeah. we never heard before. Hoppada. <laughs> like hoppada. Hoppada. We'll see if they've got anything special for us this week. Coming up next. Greg Giannotti, Brian Jones on CBS Sports Radio. We, we've got Coop's picks coming up in a little bit. We should get the the uh, Henry family their picks. Oh, from Katya, Elise, yeah. Henry, and get their picks, Mike B. They're Viking fans, like well, Gio. yeah. I guess the the mother is a Viking mm-hmm. fan. Yeah, it's pretty mm-hmm. good. Yep. Yeah. In our quest to get the Instagram model Oof, uh, Katya, Elise, Henry on the show, nice family. Brian has offered his own funds to fly in. Snip them all up. Mm. Hey, you show this built anime. All of them. <laughs> <laughs> all of them. <laughs> It could be a lot of money. Fly the whole family yeah. up. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was the most mischievous smile and noise combination ever. It's like, so what? <laughs> Y'all need a daddy. <laughs> this is just... <laughs> they might need a daddy, but do you need another group of women to fund? I know. Trying to save the world. <laughs> one, one, one nice tan at a time. Oh. Make yourself a 501c nonprofit at this Boom. point. Yeah. See? The, the Brian Jones Foundation. Boom. Yeah, you with me. See? Yeah. That's what I, I was you. thinking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're going to turn this into a business. What Legitimate is the, business. What is the cap on money spent for this venture of getting this entire family up to Weehawken, New Jersey. <laughs> like, is it $20,000? Oh, hell no. Not yet. So, are, <laughs> what do you mean by not yet? I barely know them. Oh, okay. Matter of fact, I don't know them. So they say, all right, we're going to need... silhouettes. We know we need ten grand. Well, that's going to come with... <laughs> <laughs> Here are my counter demands. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's a negotiation now. <laughs> uh, Mike, if you're what's flying my, up there, what's my return on investment? There's four, there's four people that mm-hmm. you want to fly up, right? Uh, maybe. Okay, so mm-hmm. you're thinking, where are they coming from? All from Florida? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> all right, I, mean, I don't so, know where the, all the kids are. So no probably, idea. I mean, five thousand. Cool. All right, cool with 5,000. I've been helping Brian for three years with these side videos <laughs> and printing paper and audio. And the only thing I've gotten is a $20 gift card from Starbucks that somebody gave to him. <laughs> and your point is? You're going to spend ten grand <laughs> on these women to come here. Totally ridiculous. It's Look depressing. at yourself in the mirror. There's your answer. 
<laughs> You're not that cute. Yeah, hey, thank you, Bogan. Katya Elise Baseglia. Thank you, different story. Bogan, say it again. I've seen you in a bikini. It's not that fun. Too hairy. You don't work out enough. If you didn't look like accountant Stu Rosenthal. You know, maybe you'd have a better shot. <laughs> you had sulfur hands. <laughs> yeah, if you went to a little salt.org and got softer skin, maybe. <laughs> then we'd have something. <laughs> but right now, nah, I'm going to have to pass, Mike. <laughs> Imagine, Brian, you know what? I rethought this, Mike, and you're right. I'm not going to fly up the Elise Henry family. <laughs> What I'm going to do is give you $5,000 for doing prime mind body video. <laughs> Here you go. Yeah. Mm. So we should get him in the videos for your business. That's how we write it all. Boom. See? They're up here for body by Basegli. <laughs> They're going <laughs> to That tickle feet, dude. We're going to get him to do a workout in your video. Yeah, it'd be perfect, man. This is what you've been looking for. Okay. Yeah. She's got a huge following, 5 million. Now we can write that off. 5 million followers. <laughs> write it off. I got no comment. <laughs> <laughs> didn't you open up a credit card in the uh, business's name? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. They were trying to send me one. All right, get them in the mail. <laughs> what? Yeah, didn't they you were... get those scam credit cards sometimes in the mail. It was addressed to Body by Biseglia Incorporated. So you gave them your <laughs> social though, just a, in case. A business of course. Card. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> it's time for an update. What do you got for us, Bogus? I've got Tampa Bay Bucks kicker Nick Folk missing three field goals on Thursday Night Football. New England Stephen Goskowski hit four of them. He had some sympathy for his counterpart on our Pharrell on the bench. Hopefully he'll be able to turn around. You know, you definitely your heart goes out when someone has a night like that. And uh, you know, but at the end of the day, I'm, I'm definitely glad the Patriots came out with the win. Yeah, we won 19-14 in Tampa Bay <laughs> when Jameis Winston and rookie tight end O.J. Howard could not connect in the end zone as time expired. Folk has now missed five field goals and a PAT over the last two games. Head coach Dirk Cutter and GM Jason Light with some patience for now. Jason and I uh, had a brief conversation afterwards, and uh, that'll that'll be something that'll be you know forthcoming. But you know you don't want to make any. Any rash decisions. Folk won a training camp competition with former second-round pick Roberto Aguayo this summer. The Pats won despite the surprise scratch of Rob Gronkowski. He and his thigh injury expected to be ready for week six. Back on the kicking front, those Chargers have dumped young Wei Koo and <laughs> signing veteran Nick Novak. <laughs> knew that was going What's so funny about that? Oh, you just knew that was coming. I'm do? not. I'm not reveling in the <laughs> fact that the man doesn't have a job, but you knew that was coming. He couldn't produce. The text that Brian sent Anthony Lynn was, "Tell <laughs> Young Way, or well, because his name is spelled Young Ho. Yeah, tell so, Young Ho he gonna be a broke ho. <laughs> he missing those kids. That's right. That was the text sent to Anthony Lynn, <laughs> which was just brilliant. Uh, the, and and <laughs> what happened? It, Come to fruition. <laughs> I guess it did. Uh, the Bengals, the next team to step into the Barkley McGloin Yates QB triangle. The two Mats and a TJ reportedly worked out in Cincinnati yesterday with backup QB and Asian fusion chef AJ McCarron <laughs> <laughs> dealing with a sore Achilles. Did you ever hear the audio? And we played some of Mike Francesa's stuff, and I know I brought this up on the show before when he was going through the Raiders quarterbacks at the time, and he thought Matt McGloin's name was 
Matt McCluthernis. <laughs> McCluthernis. Wait, what? You never heard this one? No. Oh, wow. He. I'm. I'm serious. The audio is out there. McLowan. He is scrambling right now. He, no, I don't know. You don't. You don't have it. I don't think you don't have no, it. No. no, I never told you to get it. But it, it is out there. I, I will find it. He's going through. He's like, okay, you got uh, Pryor there. You got McCluthernis. <laughs> and some guy has a Twitter. <laughs> it's my. It's my subtle favorite one of his of all time. And uh, there's a guy who has a Twitter account uh, who, who follows that show, who's a big fan of that show, and his name is McCluthernus. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how, how like, you know, if you, like, last, a guy's last name is, I don't know, um, Jordan, and you maybe, I, I mean, you get confused. You can be McGroin or yeah, some, some combination right. of McCloin. Right, whatever. <laughs> McCluthernitz. <laughs> I'll find it. I That's a quote. <laughs> yeah, it is. That's what Mike calls him. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, Cleveland right fielder Jay Bruce provided three uh, of his team's four runs last night with a homer and a sack fly. He was thankful pitchers Trevor Bauer, Andrew Miller, and Cody Allen made it all stand up. Can't say enough about the job that uh, Trevor and the rest of the pitching staff did tonight, and we were able to put some runs on the board. And um, they really never got to get anything going. You know, it's a dangerous team with uh, all the guys that, you know, can can leave the ballpark with one swing. A three-hit shutout with 14 Ks and a 4 nothing decision over the Yankees to start their ALDS. Jose Altuve with the 10th three-homer game in postseason history as the Astros drew first blood on the Red Sox, 8-2 in Houston. Both those series continued today in Houston at 2.05 Eastern, then Cleveland at 5 o'clock. The Cubs and Nats start their NLDS in D.C. at 7.30. The Diamondbacks and Dodgers in L.A. at 10.30. Clayton Kershaw and Taiwan Walker on the mound for that one. Taiwan. NC State down Louisville 39-25 in a battle of ranked ACC teams. Naheem Hines ran for two scores for the Wolfpack, who are 5-1 and overall, 3-0 and in the conference. And the Chicago Blackhawks started their season with a 10-1 route of the Penguins, a goal and three assists for Patrick Kane. That's the most goals the Blackhawks have scored since 88, the most Pittsburgh has allowed since 96. Boys? All right, these guys found it. Amazing stuff. So just like that, the McClutherness audio that I was referencing, Mike Francesa not knowing what Matt McGloin's name was. And then the Raiders... And again, their quarterback situation. Is it Pryor? Is it the kid from, you know, is it McCluthernis or is it uh, Flo- Pryor? Figure that out. Which one is quarterback in their team? <laughs> Wait, man. Come on, dog. Come on, dog. Wait. Is, is he kin to the Allegheny McCluthernis? <laughs> what? Yeah. what? Whoa. The, the quarterbacking McCluthernis. Oh, man. The legacy that they left. Wow. <laughs> McCluthernitz. Hey, the ZSCTE. I mean, <laughs> never heard of anything that's even sounded like McCluthernitz. <laughs> There's never, nobody's ever said a word. There's a whole clan of them, dude. Really. They've been in hiding. <laughs> McCluthernitz. <laughs> one more time, please, guys. <laughs> I would love to hear it. Just one more time. And then the Raiders. <laughs> And again, their quarterback situation. Is it Pryor? Is it the kid from, you know, is it McCluthernitz? Or is it uh, Flo- Pryor? Figure that out. Which one is quarterback in their team? The chicken or the egg? Pryor or McCluthernitz? Is that a new item at McDonald's? I wouldn't eat it. It doesn't sound delicious. McCluthernitz. Oh, wow. Ooh. Did you think about cloth? 
Ernest, we got to figure this out. Well, you apparently do. McClutherness. Yeah, we're going to rule out McClutherness. I think it's safe to say he won't be starting. And he bailed on the school. Yeah, I know. I don't know this, but I know it's McClutherness. The kid from. Is it McClutherness? Oh, boy. Okay. Woo! That's good stuff, man. <laughs> we go from yeah. one gross mispronunciation to Coop, who oh. downstairs is our security guard, and he's an amazing individual, and he sleeps most of the time. So when I walk in this morning, Coop is just out. He is just out. So Calhoun's there mm. manning the <laughs> manning the desk, and I say hello to Calhoun, and uh, you know Coop wakes up a little bit. So Mikey B goes down now every week, and he gets Coop's football picks. But he also asked a question at the end of this that we've been wanting to know about mm-hmm. involving Calhoun and a potential love interest. Mm. But here we go. Here is Coop and his Week Five NFL picks. Time now for our picks with Coop. Chargers at Giants. Giants favored by three. This game is in New Jersey. Giants. Why? <laughs> For last week. They did, good. They did pretty good last week. They should have won that game last week. You should know that. Green Bay at Dallas. Cowboys favored by two. Cowboy. Why is that? <laughs> Tell me the Cowboys get on a roll. That's it. Rob wrong with the Cowboys, they ain't got no line there. Bad, but I think they can get by. And Seattle at the Rams should be an interesting one. Rams by one, favored by one. I like Seattle. I just like Seattle. I think it's a pretty good team. Now how about uh, Calhoun and Amy? Is that a thing from After Hours? You didn't hear that, you cow. You didn't hear that, who? It's all you, cow. Who? <laughs> Problem. Cow, The two stars at nighttime. <laughs> you didn't hear that, cow. Who? <laughs> you didn't hear that. My favorite. You didn't hear that, hoon. He calls him hoon. You didn't hear that, hoon. <laughs> you that hoon. And Hoon in the background, if you listen, he goes, That's my girl. Oh wow. Yep, that's it's very faint, but if you listen to him. <laughs> See, that's my girl now. Mm. All the way. <laughs> Those two continue to All the way. <laughs> All the way. <laughs> I just like them because um <laughs> wait, wait, what was that one, Pete? From a couple of weeks ago. Oh, that's a move. Somebody got to lose or win, right? Oh, God. Yeah, <laughs> Man, I tell you. Amazing. More great audio from mm. Coop and Calhoun. Calhoun, no more. <clears throat> excuse me, no more picks from Calhoun? I have his picks, but he refuses to go on camera. He doesn't want to go on camera anymore. Yeah, huh? He's being all weird about it. Well, mm. he doesn't have to be on camera. What did you just he doesn't do want you to record it? He, he doesn't want to record it. Yeah, oh, wow. Come on, Calhoun. Uh, why is he? He acts like he's somebody important around here. Sort of. He's he not. acts like it. He isn't. Yeah, right. He's Calhoun. All the way. I mean, what is he doing? He doesn't do anything, does he? When I went down there, I think he purposely started to pretend to do some work. He was hitting all these fire. <laughs> I don't know what he was doing. It took me forever to come back up. He's like, I got work to do. <laughs> he just starts hitting buttons. 
Pretty much. Yeah. Come on, Calhoun. Nobody's falling for that stuff. All the way. Come on, <laughs> Hoon. You didn't hear that, Hoon. <laughs> you didn't hear that, Hoon. <laughs> oh, man. You didn't hear that, Hoon. Come on. He got all fired up, too. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. So they've been talking about it. You yeah, can tell. That's it. Yeah, wow. That's Calhoun. We need to make that happen. Yeah, Calhoun. <laughs> you didn't hear that, Hoon. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> Calhoun, the fire marshal of the building, and Amy Lawrence. All the way. All the way. This is L.A. Chargers head coach Anthony Lynn, and you're listening to G.O. and Jones on CBS Sports Radio. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. It is Gio and Jones across the country on CBS Sports Radio. Time to answer our Ask the Pros question of the day brought to you by Raleigh Auto Parts. Today, it's not so much Ask the Pros, or rather compliment the show. We don't normally Come do on. this. Yeah, We don't normally do this, but this was, this was very nice. Come on. This was from Adele Gruber, hey. and she wrote in. You want to say hello to Adele? Hey, Adele. Hey, Adele. What's up, Adele? And she wrote in, just wanted to say, I'm a 77-year-old woman, a devoted 49ers fan since the 80s. Your show is the best I've ever heard since my years in San Francisco. Love your hum- humor and straightforward sports news. Wow. Very nice. Thank you, Adele. Yeah, thanks. 77. And listening to us. Wow. Pretty good. Huh? I have this knack with older women. Do you? I, when I did radio down in Austin, Miss Francis, elderly lady, loved the show, and she would bring me birthday cards on my birthday. She was a... Just a loyal listener. Yeah. Something about the seventies, man. Same, same with me. There was a woman, uh, Lily, in North Versailles, and mm. she sent me a naked picture of herself. I'm not, not kidding. No, teardrops and all. Uh, it was from when she was younger. Oh, okay. it was a black oh. and white photo. Oh, but she still did send. But me it was naked. Naked picture. Yes. Damn. And she claimed it was from like 2008. <laughs> and it was black and white, and she was like wearing. A shawl. I mean, it was just hilarious. Oh, okay. Lily. Lily. Lily, if you're still alive, I love you. Wow. Right. Thank and you, Adele. That is so sweet. And what are you doing up so early, Adele? If you need auto parts but can't get to the store just yet, head to O'ReillyAuto.com. No shipping costs, easy returns, and convenient pickup on your schedule. Shop your way for the parts you need. O'ReillyAuto.com. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Last week, Brian and I both went four and two. Yeah! On the season, I'm 16 and eight. You suck. Brian over 500 for the first time this year mm. at 12, 11, and one. Let's get it started get once it again. Started. My music, because I just keep winning. Oh, damn. I hate so you. let's hear it, Pete. This one I gave away earlier. We talked about it. If you missed it, listen to the podcast. No, I'll give you a couple more tidbits on this. TCU minus 13 and a half. West Virginia traveling there. And to me, it's all about great defense, great run defense. When I talked about how much I like Georgia the week before, it all starts with me in college football with these few defenses that are out there that set themselves apart. And TCU is turned into one of those in a conference that nobody wants to talk about defense. If this was 14 or 14 and a half, I'd stay away from it completely. That hook... Hooked me in at 13 and a half. TCU wins by two touchdowns or more. Oregon, Washington State. Mm-hmm. I've been vacillating on this, so oh. maybe I shouldn't pick it. Big word. But I'm going to go with Oregon. Why? Because they're home, and I still think their offense is going to be doing amazing things in this game. And I think when you have Oregon plus two and a half at home, as great as Washington State's been, they haven't been on the road yet. 
So you get comfortable, you're putting up points, you're doing what you're doing, Mike Leach is great. They haven't been on the road, now they're going to Oregon, and he can tell me how every other building in the world is louder. Well, it's going to be crazy there, and even though they got injuries to quarterback, injury to running back, I mean, this team's putting up, what, almost 50 points a game, Oregon? 49.6 points a game? Anybody will be able to run that Willie Taggart offense with the guys that he has there. They're putting up another 50 in this one. Give me Oregon plus two and a half. And this one is just based on the fact that we got our boss back there, Eric Spitz, who's got a son who goes to Maryland. Oh! You got Boomer Sison, who's got you got the Maryland You ties. got the gig, dog! And then you have, you have also <laughs> Ohio State, who just beat up on Rutgers. They're hosting Maryland. It's 31 Come points. Come on, really? 31? That's an insult. I, I agree. Maryland plus 31 traveling to Ohio State. I like you too, boss and boomer. <laughs> Give me the Terps. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Notre Dame at UNC. UNC has been woeful on defense for the last, seem like, decade. And they're still woeful on defense. Give it up 33 points a game. Allowing 221 yards on the ground. Notre Dame comes into this ball game averaging over 300 yards on the ground. Now, you look at that Georgia game, only 55 yards on the ground. But every other game, it's been well over 200. That great defense they employed there at Boston College, they ran it around them, and they'll do the same thing to UNC. Notre Dame minus 14. Michigan State at Michigan. Little brother going to Ann Arbor, baby. I'm taking Michigan State. Plus ten and a half. Give me them points all day long. Michigan State have a they have a very young offensive line, but these guys can knock you off the ball. Brian Allen, only senior senior up front. They have two sophomores. They have a red straight freshman and a true freshman. Watch this kid, Kevin Jarvis. He's gonna be a star. And Michigan, they don't really have a lot of playmakers on the offensive side of the ball. John O'Corn is going to be starting in place of Wilton Spate. Although he's been better in the red zone, we'll see how he fares against Michigan State. Little brother, I love it. Miami at Florida State. Florida State, 17 tackles for loss they allowed last week versus Wake Forest. 17. Miami comes in, minus three. I'm taking the Hurricanes. They've lost seven straight to the rivals, Florida State. But this defense of Miami, specifically that front seven, they don't have to draw up exotic blitzes to get out to the quarterback. It's that front four. Watch this kid, Jackson, number 99, maybe the second coming of Calais Campbell. I like the Hurricanes. All right, on to the NFL. Seattle traveling to L.A. to take on the Rams, and Seattle is a dog in this game plus one and I'm taking the Seahawks because I just don't believe that the Rams are ready to win a game like this even though they're at home and I know that Seattle's had their struggles and offensively they've looked terrible at times and defensively especially in that Titans game they didn't look great but you know the Packers game they had what they gave up 17 points against the 49ers they gave up nine points and against the Colts it's 18 points now those are bad teams outside of Green Bay but I just don't see the Rams doing the same thing offensively, putting up 30 points on the Seattle defense. It's a big deal, man, for Jared Goff to be facing the Seattle defense, and I think that they're going to come out on top, and they'll build off of all the points they scored against Indianapolis the week prior, Seattle plus one at L.A. This Steelers team can go one of two ways. They either completely fall apart or they rally around everything that's been going on and make this a special year for them because the Patriots are not the same and they can never get past that Patriot hump. And I think it's going to be that this team rallies around one another 
because you had the whole messed anthem thing with Villanueva that just made them look ridiculous. Then you had Antonio Brown flipping out the next week when they beat the Ravens. So are they going to implode and then this is it and they'll look back and kick themselves? I don't think so. I got faith in Antonio, Ben, Mike Tomlin. They've got the Jaguars coming in. Le'Veon Bell was a beast last week. He builds off of that. Give me the Steelers. Minus eight at home as they blow out the Jaguars on Sunday. And the the last game, Cincinnati against Buffalo. This is going to be a letdown spot for Buffalo. I Yeah, you went into Atlanta. You won that game. Cincinnati, what I saw from them, albeit against the Browns a week before, they figured it out a little bit on offense. Andy Dalton had time. He was throwing the ball all over the place. I think the defense now with perfect back is better. The Cincinnati team starts to get a little momentum, and they build off of last week, and they take care of the Buffalo Bills easily. Cincinnati minus three at home to Buffalo. Man, I need to win because I need some hip-hop in my life. Let's go out to California, Oakland. Minus two and a half going up against the Wolf for Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens just been waxed the last two weekends. London, then they're at home versus Pittsburgh last week. Never mind that tantrum by Antonio Brown. Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco. Ten straight games where he's thrown at least one interception and had two last week. He'll throw some in this one. I'm taking the Raiders minus two and a half. They need this win. You want them to win, don't you, Oakland? I know you do. Tennessee at Miami. Two teams that are not playing great. Football right now. Matt Castle steps in for Marcus Mariota. Tennessee wants to be able to run the ball. Miami's rush defense is pretty damn good. So I'm going to take Miami plus one at home. They need to win this ball game. Come on. Give South Florida something to cheer about. And last, the Los Angeles Chargers. I'm about to call them San Diego. They Maybe they do want to go back to San Diego. Los Angeles Chargers up here in the Northeast taking on the Giants. Two winless football teams. The Chargers, they can't stop the run. The Eagles ran all through them. Everyone has run all over this defense. And you look at the Giants, ran the ball a little bit better. I think Wayne Gallman is going to be the guy. Uh, really got some nice touches last week. Only 42 yards. Did get his first NFL touchdown. I think he's going to be the guy. And the secondary is actually playing well. So look out, Phillip Rivers. So lean on that running game and that secondary for the Giants. I'm taking the Giants at home minus three. And tomorrow you are on television at what time? I will be on at 2.30 Eastern, Greg. Okay, 2.30 Eastern yes. time. Florida LSU. Oh, wow. Yaw, 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 yaw. Yeah, we love our college football. Yeah, we do. Yaw, yaw, yaw. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. good timing for LSU, huh? Yeah, yeah. They, <laughs> they, they probably want to be on TV right about now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's hope we have a better show than we've had the last three weeks. I mean, a better showing by the I was team. Our say, show has been great. I was going to say, it's been wonderful. But <laughs> Vanderbilt, no points. Yeah. Last week, who was it? No points. Oh, yeah, right. Georgia, yeah, Georgia, yeah. Tennessee. Ah, yeah. Come on. I bet we have a barn burner tomorrow. What you bet? Well, I think I, it's going to be close. It's got to go the other way at some point. You know, if fifty-fifty, somebody got win, somebody got lose. Hop it up, hop it up, hop it up, hop it up. You hear that, hoon? Hop it up, hoon. <laughs> Thanks to Tony Maserati, Coop and Calhoun, Coop and Calhoun, Mikey B, Petey B, Bogish, and the John Henrys. Malone, the Henrys, the Henrys, and McClutherness. <laughs> Have a great weekend, everybody. Watch Brian on television. Gio and Jones, CBS Sports Radio. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. 
Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.